This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 128, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, Discount Comic Book Service, and Netflix. And you'd be a lot cooler if you did. Fanboy Pick of the Week podcast. It's episode 128 <laughs> again. My name is Connor and I'm here with Ron. Hello there. And Josh. How are you two doing tonight? <laughs> Josh is doing Wooderson all night, apparently. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, Same. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. We are a fanboy. We like comics. We read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. We talk about them, and one of us picks the best one that we talk about in the show, and then we all talk about other books and other things, and we talk things about things twice sometimes. <laughs> Before we get on the show, quick reminder, this is a review show, and we will be talking about the books of the week, so we'll be spoiling stuff. If you haven't read your books yet, pause it and come back. Or you happen to listen now. to this the first time we tried to record it, then... <laughs> No, then then, you, then we will have ruined it for you twice. <laughs> and if you have that, can you send it to us? 
<laughs> it was really good. Uh, welcome to Ron, the. <laughs> you still have the pick, don't you? Yes, I still have the pick, and well, nothing's changed. Since yeah, nothing's changed. Just a little, a little more bitterness. A little more bitterness. Yeah. But <laughs> with a strange sensation, you are doing something you have done before. <laughs> Deja vu. So uh, yes, I had the pick, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this pick in that I had like 19 books this week, and it was a lot, and there were a lot of them that I really enjoyed. But I'm gonna get a little gushy on y'all because, as I stated in my review on ifanboy.com, I love David Laffam's Young Liars. I so I picked for the pick of the week Young Liars issue number two by David Laffam, written and drawn by David Laffam, published by Vertigo Comics. Um, for those keeping score at home, I picked a Vertigo book. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. First, doesn't happen every day. Doesn't happen every day. Not at all. Why this book is so good is because this book will rock your ass off, and you need to get your ass rocked off. Because I realized as I was reading it, the book I read before this was Criminal Number Two, which we'll talk about in a little bit again. And uh, I realized that you know, you know, the whole noir revolution in comics, you know, like that's that's been happening with folks like Brubaker and and Bendis and and you know, and continued by being talked about by Suntress again and again. Name another book besides Criminal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it just there's, seemed... some, there's the books that the Batman books that Brubaker did like eight years ago. But True. besides that, it's not like it's it's overrunning us. No, but it's just it's just you hear noir, 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 and I'm just a little tired of the noir. And I don't hear that word. <laughs> I think you're making that up. <laughs> I hear it a lot. The the folks are talking about the noir. So Young Liars to me was a breath of fresh air because it's it's you know while it's still there's still a level of violence. And a little kind of grim and grittiness. I've been describing it as a, it's a it's a rock and roll comic, and and it's a rock and roll comic not only in that there's a music aspect to it, you know, in terms of the the what actually happens and the characters in it, but it just it's it's written like a rock and roll comic, and that like the La- what's really impressed me about what Laughlin has done with this is that um, he's been able to, and I mentioned this in the mini as well. He's been a- the iFanboy mini video. If you haven't checked, go watch. You can see some of the art. Um, but he's controlling the the pace of the comic book in that. You know, I read this book like three times since Wednesday, and there's no way you cannot read it at this like rock and roll kind of pace that is just like so much fun to read, and it's just so freaking good. I can't even I can't even get in, you know I can't even say how good it is. Well, I can say it. I'm saying it now. So David Laffam, you know, we love Stray Bullets. That was his creator on work in the '90s. He's not self-publishing anymore. And what you know, what I've kind of found, and Connor's found out the hard way with his run on Batman and that sort of thing, is that you David Laffam's best when he's working on his own creations. And his own characters, his own stories, not so much people that, you know, were like kind of work for hire like he did with Marvel and DC. So with this book, we've got – it's like – it's hard to describe because the first issue – I pushed this book on a lot of people and I recommended it to a lot of people and a lot of people kind of, you know, didn't like it as much as I did, (laughs) mainly because, you know, some, some, uh, some folks had the criticism that, you know, some of the characters were kind of cliche, like, oh, it's the troubled adrenaline junkie girl gets into trouble and the, you know, the puppy eyed boy who's in love with her and follows her till the end. And, you know, like, oh, that's such a cliche. But the thing is that Laugham, it might be cliche, but Laugham's doing it well. And it's interesting in that with uh, issue number one, he introduced us to the characters, he introduced us to the story, and then with issue number two, he took he slowed it down a little. He took us back in time. We focus on Danny, the the puppy eyed boy, and we see his kind of origin. We see him growing up in Austin, Texas, and his shitty dead end job, and his providing for his mother, and his you know the, he's trying to start a band, but his you know asshole best friend just has sex with the bassist and very unwilling sex, and then she walks out on the band, and the and it kind of dashes away his hopes and dreams, and you see him just on the edge of being able to deal with it. I mean, the title of this comic is Suicide Dreams, and you see this theme of Danny being so upset it was life that he's teetering on suicide, until finally his path crossed with this girl, Sadie, who's the girl of his dreams, and he finds himself kind of on a wild night with her, where you know where he's totally in love with her, and she's drunk off her ass, and she's hugging him and saying, oh, I love you. Kid's not recognizing that she's not in love with him. She's just in love with whoever's on her arm at the time, but to him, she's the world. And in this moment, you're able to see why he's going to do what we see what we're going to see him do throughout this story. I mean, it laid the groundwork for what I think is going to be a fantastic ride, and it's being, it's being published monthly. The last issue came out March 6th. This came out April 9th. Laugham is totally on for this book, and I'm just so excited. <laughs> and, uh, if, you, if you pick up the trade, you get an eight ball of Coke with it. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that going for you. Apparently, I'm exhausted listening to that. I don't I don't I don't want to read the book because I don't believe that my nervous system can take it. <laughs> there it is. Your tiny little heart would explode like a rat. 
it's a lot of fun. The book's great. I mean, it's it's and it it just it, and it, what's funny is that like I love being jazzed about stuff. I love being really excited about stuff. And no other comic has really gotten me as excited as this book in in, in at least in a few months or so. He's using his hophead vernacular. I'm jazzed. <laughs> <laughs> I want to always sound like the dad on Geeks. That's kind of what. I'm... You know what? You know what happened to people who read this book, right? They're are you, dead. Are you on the drugs? <laughs> no, I, it was just a lot of fun, and, and it's the kind of thing where you know, like we've to, we talked about a lot about Josh how you just like stray, stray bullets for whatever reason. I, I, but no, no. All right. I, I'm getting painted with a brush again. This happens to me a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I can't be nuanced about anything. I'm John Josh. Kay. Why do you hate? <laughs> if I'm on the outside looking in, Josh, I think, wow, this is the book for Josh. Yes, yes. Why well, is it not the book for Josh? Allow me to have a drink of water before I get into this. <laughs> okay, let's 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 slow it down a little. <laughs> the second time. I feel like I've explained this before. I stray bullets. No, like besides on other shows besides the one. <laughs> Right. I, I read Stray Bullets uh, because I heard it was awesome. Probably because I was listening to Ron. Because whenever Ron likes something, no matter how good it actually is in the real world, he's like, "It's the greatest thing. It's genius." No, he that's says. not true. But you throw the word genius around like you were giving out cookies. I get you, excited. I know. And I bought some it, people like, like that about me. I bought it at the near the end of the run when he wasn't putting them out very regularly, and I, I didn't. I missed the part at the beginning that was supposed to be really good because all I got was a bunch of stuff about like really really horrible child abuse yes. and it was like six <laughs> issues of like kitty rape yeah. and, and I was just like this is awful and then so follow up on that and I'd read Murder Be Dead which I thought was pretty good some yeah. would say it was noir quite honestly yeah no it was um, no no it totally was and then I heard about Connor's experience on Detective Comics well um, now, now here's the thing here's my theory about that is that I think I believe there are two David Laffams working in comics there's this David Lapham, then there's the one that that wrote Batman that Connor refused to read. Okay, well, this David Lapham then is the one yeah. who did the kitty rape stuff. Yeah, well, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> He's and, a grim, grim dude. I think. I and, like it's. <laughs> me off. And, and, and and let me be honest. I saw the preview. There's like a five or six page preview at the end of Vertigo books. I think it was in Exterminators this month. For this, looks really interesting. It's, it's good. I would probably say my initial instinct was it looked really good and it was kind of exciting. But it did feel like something I had seen before. Well, but now here's now here's the thing though is that is that it, and it might very well be thematically something you've seen before. But it's interesting in terms of like Stray Bullets was really good for what it was, and it was very you know like it was very violent, but it was also very realistic in a certain way, in a weird kind of eerie kind of way. Which Stray Bullets I always felt as if Stray Bullets was like at arm's length away for me, whereas Young Liars is like kind of closer, like in terms of like being relatable. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I think that you know it looks as if Young Liars. Early on, and I could be, you know, I could be getting over over excited about it. But early on, this could be, I think, better than Stray Bullets in that David Laffam is evolving from what he did in Stray Bullets. And from these two issues, I could see a run of at least, you know, 25, 30, 40 issues of a great story that keeps you on the edge of your seat in the way that he was doing it in Stray Bullets, but not as arm's length away. I don't think you can take 40 issues, quite frankly. <laughs> I'm, will, I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> what is the name it will, of the it will PR firm you. that you're working for for this book? <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, I can't, I can't recommend, more, you know, recommend it more to anybody else. Is it the music know? angle? Is it the music angle? The music angle has nothing to do with it, to be honest with you. The, I mean, the music angle is fun and it's cool, but the music's barely in this issue. I mean, the, the only thing about... Know, all the, all the, uh, all the uh, thingies are music. Well, no, yeah, that, what happened was is that the narration is actually lyrics to a song. And what's really interesting is how the lyrics the, the lyrics set the tone for the scene that they're in um, and help move the narrative along. You know, music is an underbelly and that, you know, the kid wants to be a musician and likes music and all this kind of stuff. But music is not as much of a plot device in this issue as the first one. This is just something about this just, you know, resonated. I'm, I'm with, with it, you with me. So you might be more nihilistic than you let on. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Anyway. He's, he's down with nihilism as long as there's like like punky rock chicks. Yeah, that's kind of his, that's like his kryptonite. That's how it works. Anyway, Young Liars number two. I love it. I just give that's it. A, just, Josh, seriously, two issues are out. You can still find issue number one. My store still has issue number one. We Don't live in San Francisco. I know, but I'm saying if you can't find it, I'll pick it up for you and give it to you when I see you next. But oh. give uh, seriously, give it a shot. He's writing it it, it. it looks as if he's writing it monthly issue based. So like, I'm gonna be curious when it comes out in trades. If people read in trades and they hear, oh, it was better in the trade or whatever, because he's obviously writing it for as a as a comic like as an issue per issue. It's just I just it's a lot of fun. Just give it a shot. Two issues. That's just all I ask. Breathe when you read it. We're all gonna miss you. <laughs> 
All right, let's move on before I have a heart attack. <laughs> so I was just opening the pages and he's all <laughs> they're ripped because of just flipping them over and over again. Hey, how about a polar opposite book? Yeah, totally. How about, let's just let's how about going to the techno world with Warlock and Nova? <laughs> let's, let's just let's just leave all that other stuff behind. So I really had a fun time reading Nova, Nova, Nova number 12 um, from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Abnett and Lanning writers and somebody else drew it. Paul Pelletier drawing it. It was really, really good a good book, but I was curious, Josh, how you were going to feel about it because I know you were interested in how this story was going to resolve. Uh, I didn't think it would be wrapped up in quite the neat bow and package <laughs> that it was wrapped up in. Um, However, I'm glad that it's moved along. I suppose. <laughs> it was a like it, it was a very convenient way to wrap up the story. It has been infected with the techno organic virus for like eight issues. No, like five, a, like five, whatever. Yeah. Plus an annual, yeah, double size. And then Warlock goes and makes the the ultimate sacrifice after last issue. Going, nope, can't be done. And this one, he's like, yeah, you know what? Let's 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 let it be done. And, and I gotta um, admit, when Warlock died, I I, I had a little sniffle. I was well, so I was upset because we just got him back. We just got him back. Yeah. Got him back again. <laughs> we did. So, <laughs> Four pages later, <laughs> a little, little more life glow. There you go. We're good to go. Uh, all that being said, like it's easy to pick on in that way, and those yeah. things are all valid criticisms. But it was still enjoyable. That's what I think is so funny is that essentially at the end of this issue, it's completely undid everything that's happened in the last five or six issues and reset the status quo and just say, okay, moving on. But it was fun to read and it was done well. Going after the phalanx, yeah. so I mean the Sinestro Corps has to be taken care of. <laughs> well, they're gonna, so they're gonna, so they're gonna. This is continued. They're going after the phalanx in Annihilation Conquest number six. Um, but then it looks like next issue Galactus, and they're just it's a new story arc and moving on. So the yellow impurity, the fear fact that that will be taken care of in the special. This is uh, Marvel, not DC. Oh right, <laughs> right. Because right, because Sinestro's not in this one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the only difference. There's no Sinestro, as far as I can tell. <laughs> this is not um, like Green Lantern. Come on. Are you, what, are you oh, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is Green Lantern core, and it has a different. It has a, like, no, a aside from that, but this doesn't have anything. Anyway, anyway that, uh, this is this particular issue in the way the series has been has been much different than Green Lantern. It's the same friggin' thing. No, it's not. No, it's oh, e- it- again. It's easy. To, it's easy on the surface to say it's the same thing in the corpse. No, and, it's and- easy to keep going deeper and deeper. <laughs> there is a league of police officers, and there are little men who speak in their heads. They all have powers, and they go after evil people. On the other side is the phalanx. Is a team of infected people who are uh, go who are out to conquer the world. That's the same thing. <laughs> right, but they didn't undo Green Lantern. <laughs> he didn't like. They didn't wrap it up in this issue. It's just it's ongoing. <laughs> oh, listen, oh just like admit it. that you enjoy the science fiction. No, I like this book. It's yeah. so less science fiction. This is it's a uh, space adventure more than yeah, anything. It's space, yeah. It's space. It doesn't say anything about yeah. like the mod condition. Anyway, that's that's a whole other college lecture class. Let's just clear our minds and talk about the clean lines and goodness of Green Arrow, Black Canary, with art by Cliff Chang. But wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was duped. I admittedly, well, because now a couple issues ago, Green Arrow, Black Canary, they said Amanda Connor did the cover, and on the cover it said Judd Winnick, Amanda Connor, and you thought, oh, Amanda Connor drew this, and then some other guy did it. And now this issue, it says Judd Winnick, Cliff Chang on the cover, Cliff Chang does the cover, and I open the comic book, and on the first page, I see Cliff Chang art. And then I turn the next page, I see more Cliff Chang. Oh, Cliff Chang doing Green Lantern. Oh, no, but it was penciled by Mike Norton. How does he the do that? little of comics. How does he do this? Well, I think I think it should have been obvious from the way he drew Green Lantern that it wasn't Cliff Chang. No, I, honestly, I mean, in, in my relaxing on the couch reading the comic, for I mean, if I didn't read this, if I didn't read the cat, the credits, I would I would have thought this was Cliff Chang. Now, were you coming down the, from the cocaine from the yes, previous <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Norton is fine. Nothing wrong. Nothing against nothing, Mike yeah. Norton, but it clearly yeah. it was clearly not Cliff Chang. Well, but th- th- so that's the thing, though. Yeah, he's clearly not Cliff Chang, but should he be commended for keeping the look of the book the same? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think yeah. the feel. I think it was important to keep the feel. Yeah, it was but, good. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad. I don't want to get that. You know, it, you know uh, the the page with the old lady who's naked in the bunny suit, the fat <laughs> clown, and the leather sheep. <laughs> that was, you know, and then the page layout uh, following that with the, the the honka. The honka was genius. That was well done. Well done. <laughs> we'll make you into stars, honka. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> um, and honestly, I, I could tell you, I can explain this to you who haven't read it, 
you need to go look because it's <laughs> let me see. It's it's like let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pages in. <laughs> Go to your store and you pick up Green Arrow, Black Canary, and you will have not seen a page like this in a mainstream superhero comic book. Uh, they used they used uh, strange bestiality and gay internet porn as an interrogation technique, and that is to be commended, Mr. Judd Winnick. My hat is off to you. It's a good it's a good book. It's really good. I I I thought Winnick's dialogue was really good. I thought the story was really fun. They, they beat Gambit, so that was awesome. <laughs> Like, not not Marvel. Yeah, I'm not I'm not being respectful today. <laughs> no, you're not. I love the cover, by the way. I love the I love what they're doing with the covers in this book, though. Actually, to be honest with you, yeah. 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 The cover's fantastic, Josh. And I know you had a you had a gripe, though. Well, okay, I know this like, because you said it an hour ago. What <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is what hooked me on this book was especially in issues three and four was this em- giant emotional resonance. Yeah. Ollie seems to be over it. It was kind of jovial, jovial. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the beginning with Hal. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. It was kind of jokey. Yeah, we're just <laughs> in London, so let's worry about. Uh, stop worrying about our dead missing son. Yeah. Um, why is Why is Green Arrow suddenly English? I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's way off base. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in my own mind. They've all become. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the tone of the book has changed from the teetering on crying and and the gun punch, gut punch to more of a rollicking adventure. Um, <laughs> what? I just got that now. <laughs> you think no one knows why we're laughing? Because I'm not going to explain it. That's going to be a special bonus for those of you who are sick and depraved. Um, anyway, this book was good. <laughs> like, I think, I think, I think you're you're you've got a valid point in that he did sort of get over the the fact that his son is dead pretty quickly. But he also is somewhat angrier. Mm-hmm. He may not be as emotional, but you can see, yeah, he is a bit angrier. He's he is yeah. he is quick to fly off the handle with everybody they're dealing with. So there, yeah. there is that, and and string in it. And I do got to say that of the comics we read, this is a comic book. Like, this is a tried-and-true comic book, you know? So, like, the emotions and the timelines and things like that are going to be wavering because it's a it's a monthly comic book of superheroes, and there's fighting, and there's emotion, and then there's joking, and then there, you know what I mean? Like, I also don't yeah. really need another giant brooding yeah, exactly. character. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. I just noticed it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. So, um, uh, speaking of Judd Winnick, he has double shot with Teen Titans, uh, Titans 1 <laughs> uh, this month <laughs> with art by... Uh, Ian, uh, not quite aptly named Churchill. <laughs> Two jokes in a row right there. And those were original. Those were not included in the last one. Okay, I just, not- I just noticed that. So I picked up Titans number one because I knew Connor would be very excited for it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I uh, and I, I just opened up to the, the double page Nightwing, page two and three. <laughs> yeah. It's part two? Yes. What was part one? Part one was the Titans East special number one. Oh, I didn't read that. It basically, all, all that happened in that issue was Cyborg was gathering a new team of Titans East. Okay. Because they used to be Titans East and Titans West. Okay. Did... And uh, they went out on their first mission. I told you guys about this on the show. They went out on their first mission. They all got killed. Oh, really? Um, and that's you see that fallout at the end of this issue where, they should, where Cyborg's in the in the tube. And yeah. there's a the guy that's been impaled with the tree. <laughs> After Batman shows up, right at the end of the issue. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I kind of do. Okay, yeah. Right anyway. This, right at the end of this Titans issue, when Batman shows up, turn the page. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's what yeah, happened. That was the only part I was confused about, so that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, there so we go. What happened is that's where the the, the, the the attack started. Basically, the plot of this is that somebody's attacking all the Titans, or anyone's ever been a Titan, and that's where it started. So did you like you it? Didn't really, you didn't really necessarily need to read that. I really liked the story. I thought it was a really strong classic gather the team together issue where you, you meet all the people and where they are and then they, they have that something happens and they all have to get together and it's nice to see the, the new Titans I like that team. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Ian Churchill's art, I said it before. It's just not the style I like and it's Oh it's a bit so too, bad. A bit too- bit too porny for me yeah. well not even no. i mean aside aside from the boobs i mean my big whole thing is like look at the page with the flash like look how big that flash logo is i got the, i got you beat on that one okay go to the very end on the last page yeah look at the size of red arrow's bow look at the size of red arrow's mask that was the thing that that got me that bow look is that bow. taller that bow is huge is that a compound bow or a long bow how the many how many definitely. quivers does he have? Look at all the quivers he's got hanging off of him. He has at least three that I can see. Yeah, Starfire's um, got cans. All right, all right. Cans still 
day. Uh, it's no, just, it, but just... I, I do like the little detail of Nightwing still having glass stuck in his back, though. Yeah. I, I will say that some of the pages got me up. Like, for one thing, all, uh, attention all comic artists. I don't care if you worked at Top Cow. The stupid thong picking poking out over the jeans side thing, stop that. That was a Janet Jackson video in 1996. Wow. No one does Wow. Not 96. You were in college was, then. That's yeah, crazy. they didn't dress like that in college. That's for sure. That's more like that Janet two th- Jackson video was a long time ago. More like 2006. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's something specifically I'm thinking of. They all drove around in little Porsches in the desert. Yeah, but that, that yeah. Was, that I don't feel I don't feel like Raven would have um would have her thong sticking out though. Yeah, it's just yeah. anyway. On. That's just the problem there. I mean, art aside, I really enjoyed it. And I'm right. Okay, well, let me say, but you know, as far as Ian Churchill art goes. It was better than most of the stuff that I had seen from yeah. him before. Something about Titans always draws me to it, and then I never stick with it. So maybe this one will stick to me. It's like so. Connor with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. and that is one giant bow. So Fantastic <laughs> Fantastic Four number five fifty six. All right, I'm gonna share my nitpick, and I'm gonna preface it with. I know the reasons why, and I know the argument against what I'm about why to say. Why do you know the reasons why? Because I knew it before I said it the first time anyway. I have a – I have a. there's two different kinds of comic reader. There's the kind of comic reader who reads comics and just enjoys them and wants the stories and just there's that. And then there's the, then there's the folks who are more like me who read in the entire line and read the, you know, the, read the full comics experience. And for me, the fact that one of the main characters of the biggest – crossover event in the universe in marvel universe reed richards is in secret invasion and yet fantastic four isn't affected by secret invasion at all irks me and it it, and i understand that they don't want to interrupt what miller and hitch are doing here because i think that's good i'm enjoying it and i understand you know brubaker on cap and all this kind of stuff but the thing is is that like the fact that they have a, a secret invasion fantastic four miniseries to explain the fantastic four involvement in secret invasion just like I said, irks me. I know the arguments against it. I know why I'm stupid for thinking that way, but it still bothers me. Hey, we didn't say anything. You said it. I know. Uh, yeah. No, no. Just for the record, Caps, uh, Brubaker's Captain America did, in fact. Uh, it did. It did. No, it did. I know. It, it went in with the Civil War quite a lot. Yeah, it did. Um, but it's still however, basically in its own bubble. In the, in the yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. You know, the only thing is these stories are going to live longer than that. And, yeah. and if you ever go back and read comics from 10 years ago and there's all this stuff that's tying them into – if you want to see what happened when they ran off, like wasting a page on me that, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, but that's if fun. Can, if, yeah, if it, it, dep- it, it, it depends on what you want out of it. It's that's all. It's fun yeah. if you want to if you want to keep the fifty thousand people like you still happy. But if you want to actually grow the market, then you don't know. look down. Don't look down on us. We're important. We've we've kept this market going. Oh, well, it's time to let go a little bit. <laughs> anyway, I, no, but 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 like I said. Joss Whedon stuff, things like that. They're good stories, and that's yeah. really what you want out of it more than anything else. It's not like we didn't know that Reed Richards was going to pull through. Yeah, I know, but it's it's just that it's just that it's just it, with something that big or whatever. And I understand that they don't, what Miller and uh, Miller and Hitch have been working on this, and they don't want to hold it up and all that kind of stuff. So, like, so I don't know. It's just it's just it's tough. It's a tough pill for me to swallow. That's all I'm saying. Listen, that that's aside, that said, giant robot that's named Cap. Yeah, it's vaguely Captain America like that kills everything in its path in its quest to destroy weapons. Is pretty awesome. Yes, agreed. I mean, like it's just a big world threatening menace, and yeah. it's kind of like, oh, that's fun. And it's big. But that that said, this wasn't this issue wasn't anything. It, I mean, Connor, did you? I mean, you picked this book last last issue out. Like, did did it live uh, up to that? Five fifty five. Yeah, last, that was the pick of the week. This is this one. I thought was a bit uh, middle, not as exciting. Yeah, you know, it was kind of. I mean, it was a big fight, but the fight wasn't overly exciting. I don't. I still don't understand how the big cap robot works. Yeah, and or why he's so dangerous, but he's pretty I mean, large. You're right, but I mean, beyond that, I don't see. It's like does. the Ed Two Hundred Nine, but with a star. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, and and also I thought some of the panels were a little rushed, but I, well, I, I Paul Neary not inking it. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it, and I also thought the last page um, cliffhanger was very exciting. And last page, Reed Richards Reed, 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 in to save the day. So yeah, that was cool. Reed Richards action uh, hero. A rocket sled. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this run. That's why I've decided I'm enjoying this run, despite it uh, offending you on every level. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this was awesome, but I hate it. <laughs> anyway, so it was. It, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But um, but the fact that Secret Invasion, Fantastic Four, it just irks me. Eh. 
Well, if you're like Ron, you like to you like to have everything connect, and you go in ten years in the future, and you have to go back and find all these issues that connect you. And you're in, in ten years, you can go to Jim Hanley's Universe. This is one of America's <laughs> best, most progressive comic book stores. Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles and related merchandise, from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan, and at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island. You can visit them on the web at jhuniverse.com or at myspace.com/slash Jim Hanley's Universe. Jim Hanlon's Universe, where our literature meet, and if you're in New York City this week for the con, for the New York Comic Con, and you happen to stop by Jim Hanlon's Universe because it's on 34th Street, just like the con is, tell them my fanboy sent you. We'd sure and, really appreciate it. And they will be at the con on the exhibition floor, so if you see them, say, tell them my fanboy said hi. Say hi to Vito. Yeah. Vito will take care of you. So. He will. <laughs> it can't go without uh, talking about Criminal. What'd you the guys story think? Of Co- cover me- of the week. Cover of the week, indeed. Oh, it's a great cover. Criminal number two. Just so grizzled. Some people don't talk about Sean Phillips like he's the most awesome thing that was ever awesome. It's really amazing. I mean, this cover is amazing. I mean, it's so... The blood looks... It, it looks like it's on the page. Yeah. You know? It looks like I gotta wipe the page off. It's amazing. This issue is Teague Lawless, about Teague, the father of the guy in the last arc. Hey, you know who's a giant asshole? Who? Teague Lawless. <laughs> <laughs> or whose full name... Tigar. <laughs> is he is he an inhuman? It's possible. <laughs> I didn't check to see if he had goat feet. <laughs> he's a he's, he's a badass. So he's the father of the guy in the previous storyline. Yeah, t- father of Tracy Lawless and his brother, whose name I don't remember, which was the, the second story arc of Criminal. And this takes us back to the seventies, and Teague has just gotten back from. Vietnam, and he, he's messed up, and then he tells his lady to roll over because he can't stand to look at his face while he's doing her. That is messed up. Okay? The other thing that's really cool is I want to give uh, the colorist Val Staples some credit. Yeah. This whole issue had this washed-out sort of single-palette color look to it that sort of indicates that it is not in the now. Yep. And then uh, Connor had mentioned that there's one of the greatest devices we've seen in a good long while – is the uh, is the blackout panels? Yeah, Teague likes to go on benders, um, <laughs> as, as often people do. And uh, when he goes on a bender, he blacks out. And how they show that is is uh, interspersed black panels throughout the comic, where Teague loses time. And in between these panels, we get random scenes of usually violence or crime where he that he goes on while he's drinking. And now, at first, at first, I was like, "What happened to my page here?" And then I realized, and I thought, "That's pretty damn cool." The way they they show. The passage of time and the fact that he doesn't know what he, what he did in that time. There's something that's happening in those panels, and we don't know and he doesn't know. Yeah, and what's funny is that I didn't realize until, like, halfway through the book when it, um, on one page it shows him going to the, you know, his kids are playing in the living room, and he goes to the fridge, and he drinks a beer, and then the panel goes black. You blank the page, then two panels of black, and then it's him in front of a broken mirror, and it's the mirror's uh, broken and punched, and somebody said, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, time's passing. Yeah. I like the two panels in a row because you know yeah. some shit went down. Yeah, exactly. Like multiple shit went down. Yeah. And what's is that like you kind of get the, what's really nice about it is that you kind of get the sense that he like because as you come to accept those panels in missing time, he kind of has two. Yeah. Yep. Like that's just that's well, that's what happens. Yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, you lose was, a little time, you move along. It was really, really yeah. good. So. Sean Phillips had some great work in this yeah. in this comic. He's yeah. fantastic yeah. panel work. All right, issue number two of Echo by Terry Moore also came out, and I was glad to see that it's 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 still good. It's good. I like this yeah. book. Yeah, he's doing something very different with the story, kicking the sci-fi. Yeah, which totally. Is totally different than we're used to. Terry Moore is uh, formerly of Strangers in Paradise, as you may or may not know. I I don't know where this is going yet, but it's still going, and that's good for me. Yeah, the hospital scene was was enjoyable. A, a little bit of humor, you know, and yeah, um, that was that felt familiar. I feel I feel like his um his storytelling has really is really really strong. So. There's a lot in these pages. He's yeah. packing in a ton, yeah. and by the end of it, it still feels like it was kind of a short read. Yeah, and which is the way Strangers always kind of was. Like you were like, oh 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 oh, that's it. Oh, I want more. Yeah. The only problem I had was that when they switched to the other character, I kind of lost track of who was who. Now she's got shorter hair. Barely. Well, it's and like, she doesn't have a metal thing on her chest. She had a shirt on. Well, anyway. That's why. She had a shirt on. She was playing with a little girl. Why can't you be whole... happy? Why can't you just be happy? And the whole time the other girl was making calls to a mysterious girl on the other line, so I thought that that was her daughter yeah. that they'd been alluding to the whole time. They, it was just like one of them should have been blonde or just had a radically different haircut, I think. If the one was blonde, then we would have had a problem. Blonde and a brunette, then people would have gone, oh, here he goes again. And then... Yeah. 
okay, then then like Chinese. I don't care. Something. <laughs> um, I thought it was very. Good. I thought it was good too. And it's some fast, fantastic art in it. Some great. Some that yeah. big that one page where it shows the. It pulls out, and it's her house and the whole surrounding woods. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like this whole big government. I mean, he's done government conspiracy, but it feels different. I don't know. I, I liked it. I would say keep going with it. If you haven't bought them, go buy them. I'm yeah. sure they're available. Wolverine number 64 was freaking good. Too I bad Jason pretty- Aaron's not sticking around. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Why can't they just keep a good creative team on Wolverine? Jason Aaron and Garney are, like, are kicking it. It's awesome. You just had like a Jack Black moment. <laughs> You're kicking it. Awesome. <laughs> you want to read this book? I love that they're establishing a history between Wolverine and Mystique, which wasn't there before. I'm fine. Yeah, as far as I know, it wasn't there before. So it's awesome. And and the scenes of them in the 30s in St. Louis is just is is great. 20s. Yeah. There's 20s? an X Men story. 20s, 30s. Left yeah. In hell. Look at that. 20s. She's just like a flapper. 20s. Yeah. It's just it's just a lot of fun, and Jason Aaron seems to really, you know, Wolverine is a character he can write. Yeah. You know? I don't think I'd want to see him on any, any or every book, but he needs to write these kind of dirty, morally ambiguous characters. And yeah. He does really well in it. So uh, Suburban Glamour number four from Image Comics, Jamie McKelvey's written and, uh, and drawn uh, miniseries comes to a close in a ra- rather Nova-like manner. Well, there's three things I, I, I <laughs> took out of this book when I read it. One was uh, this is clearly early in Jamie McKelvey's writing career because the pacing is – and there's some pacing issues. and. Yep. and things like that uh two is that um unlike josh i really like the art and three <laughs> uh, <laughs> three i can't remember what three was remember what three was it was really uh, it was fun i don't know i don't remember three was. Oh, oh i know it felt more like an uh beginning than an ending it felt oh like yeah it be another another like suburban glamour mini after this something like it feels like the story didn't end it feels like it started like whereas phonogram, phonogram went too long this was too short well, that was the pacing, but I yeah. felt like just the ending was more of like we're we're, we're getting her journey now. Yeah. Whereas well, that's what, feel like it ended. What my only problem with it was, and I agree with you, I totally agree with you. The art is beautiful. I think it looks great, and the pacing. He's definitely got to figure out how to in the writing. The dialogue is great, though. The dialogue is yeah, natural absolutely. and really good. But I just had a problem with when the big climax is actually happening, and you know, it basically ends in a matter of like four panels. You know, and just like, oh, and we'll disappear. And now it's all over. And I just thought it was a little too neat. And like, it wrapped up a little too quickly. But but it was I, – I, I still love it. It's great. Okay. Now, before you paint me with a hate brush, which is, <laughs> which is by the way, not cool. <laughs> I, I, I like Jamie McKelvey's art a whole lot. That's certainly not the, 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 the problem I had. There's a couple where like he did this thing and it's almost a technique more than it is like an art thing. But uh, on the second or third page, like they – he put that star thing behind somebody who was yelling, and I then love, he did it again yeah. when that little pet thing attacked. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Uh, but then, but that's but that's but that's challenging what you're used to. I mean, I like that. That's something different. It's something new. I mean, I I I, I think that's that's one of the things that should be applauded. Like when she when she swings the guitar and like the the background is broken into the those things um, on that page. Um, I thought that was great. So. No, that's a good one. I like oh, that. Okay. I mean, the other thing is, if you look, there's a lot of there's some pages, especially near the end. He's cramming in a ton of stuff, and so there's a lot of sort of like medium two shots of people from the waist up. Yeah. And I I like it better when those are more varied. There are other pages when you see it's much better. He's got a lot of really nice like he's got a shot of the school overhead. Yeah. From a really nice angle, that's really cool. The sh- the the page actually with with Astrid and Aubrey at the end. Uh, when they're sort of you know figuring things out and talking to each other, there's a lot of really nice body language that he put in there. Um, that stuff's really nice. I, I just I just think that I feel like it was rushed a little bit. I guess like he I was like oh crap I've only got one issue left we've got to cram a lot of this stuff in. Yeah, um, I, I mean I could see, yeah I, I, mean, I could definitely see the cramming in aspect. I don't know I I the girl Astrid I love her. <laughs> she's, she's not real. I she's know she's not real, but in I'm really glad she's not real. But in my world, be in jail for statutory. Well, in my world, I go to school with them, and I made her a mixtape, and we hung out, and it was cool. And I'm okay with the fact that she's a fairy. Connor um, wishes he was in college. You, you, you wish you were in high school. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> problem here. So, um, here's I have one question. We have one more book to talk about. Yep. Um, and we're going to talk about Justice Society of America number 14 by Jeff Johnson, Dale Eaglesham. Yep. And I guess the real question I have for you is, why the fuck wasn't this the pick of the week, you moron? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Preach it! Because this, this was, I mean, I was like, 
Oh, I, I left this one for last, and I was so glad I did. That was a knockdown dragout fight. Well, well, before we get into what happened, I mean, my whole thing about it, and I almost we almost didn't even talk about it in this in this in this podcast, but I remembered to add it because I wanted to share the fact that. Um, the the comic opens up and we see you know Power Girl asking Sand to go find Gog and then he finds Gog in the in Central America and there's a big fight and kind of thing and then you see the Justice Society together around a table talking about what to do about Gog and I counted there's 25 people on these two pages. Did you count the, yes. the owl? No, I didn't count the owl. So 25 and he a quarter. A, he has a word balloon. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned the other the caw word balloon. Caw. <laughs> this one is a <laughs> word balloon. Um, the thunder. He... And I honestly didn't even notice the the the, the uh, backyard chair and the stool, like how they're. That's they don't, why they're, it's funny. They're that's bringing in chairs. Genius. In chairs. That's so funny. Which means they're in on the joke, which makes it all the better. Yeah, which also yeah. means that hopefully cannon fodder, gonna... cannon fodder. Gog is going to be mowing these no names down. <laughs> and so well, Gog, Gog shows up and he's and he's got sand impaled in his staff. So yep. sand is sand's dead. Yeah. Um, and then there's a huge fight that spills out in the street and. and and, uh, Huge fight, awesome fight, There's and a no great point cliffhanger. Daughter, she's she's cannon fodder. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. There's, these people have got to go down. Yeah. This was just like what's funny is that when the fight was so big. Yep. That I was just like, wow, I I just haven't seen that in the comic book. There's a, a lot, lot going it, on. Yeah, I mean, and and a great ending with the with the Kingdom Come Green Lantern and Obsidian showing up. Apparently, uh, the Kingdom Come ties just continue. No Alex Ross art in this issue. Cover. Yeah, the cover. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, this was. It was a great comic book. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm. I love this title. I love this. But there book. was also great. I mean, it's the stuff that Jeff Johns does well. Is that he does these big fights, but in in the midst of the fights, there's great moments. Like when Alan Scott grabs Gog and says, "You hurt our kids." That was really yeah. emotional. That was really. Funny. Funny. He does that fantastically. This was the pick of the week, you jerk. All right. Yeah. You know what's funny about fights like this? Like each panel is somebody else going after Gog. Yeah. Like what is everybody else doing in that time? It's like the fight scenes in the, in the old movies where they stand around in a circle. One guy attacks a right. hero. At yeah. time. <laughs> like the one ninja goes after Batman and he knocks him down, and then the next, and occasionally yeah. two will attack. Go all at once. <laughs> You're a team. Well, You're imagine a they're they're rescuing people who are. I mean, like they yeah. slam into a bus. You imagine that people are hurt. You know, yeah. some yeah, of the team true. is rescuing. I mean, I remember that's what I thought. I saw when the bus comes and steal steps in front of us so it doesn't run over Wildcat, but instead probably kills the bus driver. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, <laughs> I thought that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I imagine there's some sort of collateral damage Plus, thing going on. You can see him. Apparently, yeah. he's fine. There's a huge, there's a huge sheet of glass that's fallen out in front of him, but he's covering his eyes with his arms, so he'll be okay. That's canvas on his jacket, so you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> all right. Well, so those are all the comic books that we read and liked. But um, if you go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, you can see that a whole bunch more comics came out, and um, the iFanboy uh, uh, user base uh, is able to pick their own books and write their own reviews. So we want to take some time to highlight some of the some of the reviews that were written this week for comics that came out. Uh, the first one uh, was about a comic that I'm loving, which I didn't think I would love at all, and that's Serenity, Better Days, issue number two. Um, this review is from Neb, um, who gave the issue a uh, five, for, uh, five out of five for story and a three out of five for art. And what Neb said is that what sucks about these comics is that it makes you miss the series and the characters that have brought you so much joy. What's awesome about these comics is that you at least get to revisit them every once in a while. I found this issue to be a lot better than the first, as the character moments in this issue are great. And I'm reading through I'm reading through the panels, and it feels like I'm looking at the storyboards for an episode of the show. I can hear the characters' voices, and I can see their movements as they happen. It's simply a joy to read. And I can't agree with Neb any more than that. That that yeah, sums it up. Na- nailed it. I, I Josh, read the you're first one. That too, right? I read the first one. I haven't read the second one, but I was like, "Wow, this is really." The yeah, second one was 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 even better than the first. Yeah, it was just it really it felt like the show. I was you, like, that's, wh- that's pretty good. When I'm reading Mal, like I hear his voice, and like it's it's really kind of creepy, more so than Buffy, I think, for some reason. Yeah. So. Why well, do you hate Buffy, th- Ron? <laughs> I like Buffy. Johnny Destructo uh, weighed in on Amazing Spider-Man 556, the biggest book that we don't talk about in much detail very much. We um, talked about it last week. We talked we about it last week. Yeah. Did we? I yeah. don't know. I don't yes. read it. I don't care. Uh, he gave. Are you uh, on the shows? <laughs> on the five. I'm barely here right now. On the five scale, five point scale, he's got a four and a four for story and art. Um, so the art is still looking good. The white borders definitely open up the page and lets uh, Bachalo's art breathe. I also like when the panels are aren't actually inked in, but are separated solely by the color. Nice stuff all around by the art team, and that's sort of a different take on it than I think we would probably ever say. Yeah. So there you go. There's cool. Read his final line. Read his final line. Oh, sorry, mine's broken up on this file. So yeah, if you're not reading Amazing Spidey, 
it's obvious you hate laughter and joy. Which is yes. why you're not reading it, Josh. I do hate I hate children. <laughs> um, source of both laughter and joy. Uh, and I grind up their bones for my soup. So make make <laughs> Wow, that's that's dark. So make sure you go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics where you can um, you can uh, pick all your own comics and write your own reviews and hear what everybody else has to say. And if you need to get some comics, uh, you should check out the Discount Comic Book Service or DCBS as it's known. They've got uh, – it's a great place. Uh, it's an online website where you can order all your, your comics and they'll ship it's them to you. It's an online website. It's, I'm tired. Um, it's an online website and um, they've got monthly specials with up to 75% off and they, they discount all the major publishers up to 40% off. Um, they've got a flat rate shipping of five ninety five for all U.S. orders, which makes it really easy just to know how much, you're, you know, how much it's going to cost you to ship your comics. You can buy anything in previews, not just comics, but trades, statues, all that kind of stuff. It's all anything in previews you can buy from them. They've got over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and ready for order. And you can track your order online, which is really convenient. So you head over to dcbservice.com. It's dcbservice.com, all one word. Make your order, track it online, check it out. Check out Discount Comic Book Service. They're really good. We also wanted to mention that um, last week the, we talked about the Book of the Month, Justice League International, in stock trades. Has that book for forty seven percent off? You can get it for like thirteen bucks, which is ridiculous. That's like amazing. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's a character in that book called Juan Gina. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> How about the email? Uh, <laughs> vaudeville, vaudeville. Email. What, they, what they don't know is we were doing vaudeville. <laughs> Sorry. If you can tell us what that is from, <laughs> you have really been paying attention. Yes. It is one of our shows. That's that's as much as I will give you. We were doing vaudeville. <laughs> wow, you really amped it up there. Oh, John, God. John from Brooklyn. The email. John from Brooklyn writes. He says, "I'm going to the New York Comic Con, and I want to get a sketch or a commission to use as the cover of my band's album. It's a simple image, empty cage with bent bars." Do you think the artist would be cool with this? I've never gotten a sketch before. Do you think they care what you do with it? I'm hoping for Cliff Chang or Steve Epting. Also, are you guys going? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a murky. That's a murky. I. Not well. They, you'd have to pay more. Is my guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, thinking, I'm thinking they're not going to be cool if, with that. If your band's them. not signed to Warner's, they probably won't care. Right. I. I, I mean, the thing is, you got two choices. I. I mean, the angel on my shoulder says that you tell them what you want to do and see how much they would charge for you and then pay it. The devil on my shoulder says just get a sketch and do what you would, do what do what you want with it. You know. Um, Boy, you're up. Yeah. So <laughs> we're not recommending you do that. Uh, that is not no. a yeah. I would not. I would tell. I would. I would tell them what I, what you were going to do with it and see how much it would cost. Because these guys are artists. That's how they live. So you don't want to screw them over because you love them. Yeah. Don't you? And are we going? Yeah. God. That's not good. <laughs> it's not going to work. Anyway, are we going? Um, <laughs> I think he had a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. He's mumbling to himself in the background. <laughs> I was saying you can't put Spider Man on your cover because then Marvel will sue you. Ah. Right. Good point. That's what I'm no, saying. it's an empty cage with bent bars. That's what he wants in the job. And inside, yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> the animal that couldn't be caged. Anyway, are we going to the New York Comic Con? You bet oh, your yeah. sweet ass we're going to the Comic Con. Um, we will be there. Just sweet, sweet pippy. <laughs> we will. <laughs> We'll be at the Comic-Con, of course, um, Friday through Sunday. We'll be running around with our cameras. Uh, we'll be breaking in a new intern. And we will be having a party Saturday night. So if you're coming to the New York Comic-Con, you want to come to our iFanboy get-together. It's going to be Saturday night at 8 o'clock at Lands. I've got it right here. Lansdowne Road, which is a bar on 10th Avenue and between 43rd and 44th Street. It's only about four or five blocks from the con. Very convenient. Uh, Josh and I were in there a few days ago having a drink. It's nice. And you can head to ifanboy.com and right at the very top of the page is a post about the New York Comic Con. You can get uh, directions to the bar and all that kind of stuff and all the details of the stuff. Yeah, yes. we'll be there for sure. Say hello if you see us because we will be tired. Yeah. Uh, Lance of the great state of Texas says, well, I was just reading the last issue of Countdown to Adventure when I suddenly realized that I was reading Adam Strange's father-in-law. I can't think of his name. Either of you guys know it? No. George. Okay. I was reading Adam Strange's father-in-law in the in the voice of Professor Farnsworth from Futurama, <laughs> which actually kind of creeps me out. Uh, so my question is, do you guys ever catch yourself reading a certain character in a familiar voice? Well, obviously, like we just talked about Serenity and Buffy, it's it's when you already have a voice for the character, it's easy to do that. But car- voicing the actual ca- comic book characters, like Josh, you're the man of a thousand voices. 
You know, the only book that I do it with, and I've literally, I literally sit there when I read Hellblazer, I try to do John Constantine's voices if I'm by myself. <laughs> because I can't quite sort out the accent because it's that, like, Liverpool Scouser accent, and I don't know that one very well. So I'm always trying different sort of things to see if I can figure out what the voice is. Are you doing this out loud? I do, yeah. <laughs> I also, um, if I listen to, like, the BBC uh, news, if I'm in my car, I mimic what they do. That's in not Clover the same news, as reading a comic. Fighting in Belfast has certainly come to a head today. <laughs> like that. I do that. Are you repeating it? Like what they're reporting? Yeah, yeah. I try to get the accent. Oh, wow. That's dedication, man. Well, I'm in the car by myself. What else am I going to do? Yeah, true. Uh, but th- that's the only one that I do it on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Sardath. Whoa. What happened? That's the name. Sardath. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember the voice though. The Zeta Beam. That's Scott again. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's <laughs> Professor Farnsworth. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Sorry, wow. All right then. I'm sorry. I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> oh, Futurama. Send us an email like when I was a contact at ifanboy.com. So about the Netflix, uh, they have over ninety thousand titles. There's no late fees. They got free shipping both ways. They got Blu-ray titles. That's the high def. They got fast delivery. Oh, the majority of the shipments go out that same day. You got plans starting at four ninety nine, and if you go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy, you can have a two, free two-week trial if there are any love you left out there who don't actually have it already. Good stuff. Get Ex- it, baby. Why, why wouldn't you? Where, I have an ER disc right now. Where, where do you go? You would go to – I just said it. <laughs> I'm just saying it again. <laughs> this is the guy who said an online website. What you want to do is – you want to dial in through your AOL account, <laughs> and after it says <laughs> you've got mail, then you type in http colon slash slash www.netflix.com slash ifanboy, and then sometimes you put that little slash at the end of it, or as Ron would say, forward slash, um, just to, in case anyone out there is using fucking random backslashes. Uh, you ever try to find? You've never fucking worked in customer service then, or, or in IT or anything like that. People use the, the backslash. I can't even find the backslash when I need it. It's above your enter key. I know that, but it's I don't huh. think of it. It's not one of those I can't find I can't find the any key. This show has gone <laughs> off the rails, so we're not even through the voicemails yet. Well it's I, I think it's, it's I think it's, it's not out. I think it's the time for a triumphant return uh, to the voicemail. This is Daryl. You know what I'm excited about? Not a bunch of scrolls. Not some one more day superheroes making deals with demons and devils. I'm excited about James Robinson doing more DC Comics. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) It's as he's crossing the street. I love it. (laughs) It's like he looked up and he saw like a Spider-Man billboard and just goes, I fucking hate that company. (laughs) Who can I call? (laughs) We're on the speed dial. Uh, like I'm looking forward up. to it. Josh, aren't you, went, you and your buddy James Robinson looking forward to his, his Superman work? It's like he couldn't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Does that affect your ability to enjoy his work now? No, it's awesome. <laughs> okay, good. Are you going to buy his Superman book? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never bought a Superman book that I've liked. You know, you so. just wrote an essay on the on the website about how you follow the creator around, and that's yeah. one of your favorite all-time no, creators. No, I, so. I, I will. Well, he's done one of my favorite all-time books. I, I can't think of anything other than Starman that he did that I thought was awesome. Leave it to chance. Um, what about what about Golden Age? Yeah. I like the Golden Age a lot, but I kind of blew it when I read the fourth issue first. <laughs> 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 I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well thank you daryl <sighs> all right our next voicemail has got a question for connor this is this question is for connor can you please name the top 10 can you please name the top 10 batman villains of all time batman villains of all time chandler in louisiana this is chandler in louisiana i fanboy rocks i fanboy rocks later later that you are the coolest was now get back in your cage. <laughs> oh, that's awful. They, didn't, they left the phone on like for a little while after. <laughs> I love that when that happens. When you, when you hear the rest of the conversation, I got, I got through. <laughs> oh, 
That was that was odd. So um, I, what I want to know is: Does Chandler want to know, or does Chandler's um, handler want to know? <laughs> Chandler's. <laughs> I didn't mean handler to rhyme with Chandler. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, top ten Batman villains. Yeah, do um, ten right now. Yeah, top ten. Top. Go now. Top ten in order. Ten. Joker, Two Face, Catwoman, Mister Freeze, Mister Zaz, Ra's al Ghul, Riddler, Penguin, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy. Wow. Jesus. Wow. That was amazing. Do it again. Uh, <laughs> Joker, Two Face, Catwoman, Mister Freeze, Mister Zaz, Ra's al Ghul, Riddler, Penguin, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy. Wow. I have a newfound respect for you. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Can't beat that. We need to end this thing. Well, so if you have, if you want to try to beat that, um, call uh, our voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. So. Taskmaster <laughs> Kang, Batrock the Leaper, uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Magneto, Juggernaut, Sabretooth, Magneto. Oh fuck, <laughs> Mr. Sinister. <laughs> I've decided. Wow. I, I've decided. I don't like Mr. Sinister. I, that's what I've decided. He's a, he. It's like it's like Sylvester um, screwed up drawing Colossus once ten year, twenty years ago, and then they're like, oh, that's a villain. What? Who's that? Oh, it's a villain. Yeah. Uh, you don't see it's a new, it's a new villain. All right. Uh, He's Mr. Uh, Mr. Sinister. Yeah. <laughs> the so, ticket. <laughs> so <laughs> let's wrap this up, please. Alright, so New York Comic Con this week. Party details are on iFanboy.com. Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Come hang out, and um, we'll probably be in this kind of punchy mood because it'll be late. Yes, so. and you never know who will show up. Josh might threaten someone again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happened at our last get together. <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> Kick your ass. <laughs> so um, head over to iFanboy. Head over to iFanboy.com where you can see the post about all the New York Comic Con stuff, as well as you can see all the great stuff there. Columns from Paul Dini, columns from Jonathan Hickman, posts by me, Connor Gordon, the intern. Uh, all the user reviews there. You can go to the comic section. You can make your own pull list. You can do your own reviews and rate your comics. It's really where you need to be if you're listening to this podcast. Seriously. It's on the internet. Yes, it's on an online website. HTTP colon slash last www.ifanboy.com forward slash. Actually, where you need to be getting is over to ifanboy.com slash store uh, so that you can buy things. And then, well, we, we can make money off that, to be completely honest with you. And it helps And then us you out. go to Amazon and, and buy stuff. And you don't have to do anything because you were going to go to Amazon anyway. So get there through that, and that will help us out. It's a good way to support the show. Get over to netflix.com slash ifanboy, like we said earlier. Um, just basically spend money. You keep the economy going, and you keep my fanboy happy. Mission accomplished. Thank you. So in case you didn't know, we also do a video show every freaking day. Um, <laughs> Woo! No, we don't do it on Sundays. We don't do it on Sundays because we do this show. So you can head over to ifanboy.com where you can check out the week's worth of mini episodes that came out. We had a great week of minis, I thought. It was a solid week of minis. Good work, guys. And then uh, this past Saturday, you saw us uh, answering some of your emails. And then next week, uh, we're going to be trying to understand the comics. Don't understand. So head over to revision3.com forward slash ifanboy to check all the video funness or ifanboy.com. Ron just mentioned the minis, so I'm going to take Josh's spot here and say I, uh, you can get ifanboy t shirt at jinx.com slash ifanboy. They're awesome. They're blue. They got red and white on them. They're very patriotic if you're an American or a Frenchman. French. Or a Brit. Any but only people. from those white Anglo Saxon. <laughs> yeah, no, please. All right, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I totally caught myself. <laughs> So if you like that kind of thing, you want to join the intern uh, nation, we might call on you to work for us. Uh, send in a picture of yourself wearing it, and, that, and you can do that at jinx.com slash ifanboy. That's where you can get the shirt, and you can send a jinx a picture as well. Lovely. Although they're out of smalls. Oh, is, sad. Yeah. So uh, if you're small, you're out of luck. <laughs> Sorry. Buy a small MacBook fan. What is, what is Buy a medium one and just wash it a lot. Anyway, oh. um, as we mentioned earlier, you can send us an email at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. You could social network on the internet. That's a new thing they have. You may have heard of a website called MySpace. That's how you meet people. Uh, go to actually go to ifanboy.com slash about and you'll see links to every social network that we know anything about uh, personally and uh, with the, the whole organization, that kind of thing. Also, if you want to help the show, a very good way to do so is to get over to iTunes uh, and leave a review for any of the shows. All of, I mean, you know, they, they, all need, they all need your attention and love. So do that. That helps us out a ton and, and helps spread the word. If you know somebody you think might like the show, please clue them in on it. Send them a file via uh, FTP. 
<laughs> and finally, um, an even better way to help the show is to head over to ifanboy.com forward slash donations where you can um, donate to us and help us out with our endeavors. Um, and we appreciate all the support everybody provides. So Daddy f- needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Daddy needs to go to bed. <laughs> Dude, daddy's daddy's going to hit me because I, I broke his shoes. And it makes me, he makes me call around. Comics. Oh, stop. <laughs> Stray bullets really affected you, didn't it? Man, just it was horrid. Hey, go get in the box. Go read Justice Society. Punch in. It was awesome, you, you fool. It was good. It was really good. It was no young liars. Look, if you threw threw a few uh, guitars in Justice Society, you'd be all over that. <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be there'll be a character next month. A pierced lip and fire. Yeah, they're gonna have to replace everybody who gets just gogged. <laughs> All right. Until next week. <laughs> I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm still cooler if you did. That doesn't make that, that, sense. that doesn't make grammatical sense at all. <laughs> I'm Josh, and it's tired time. <laughs>